Blog Talk Radio.
Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Don's been doing this a while. But anyway, we're going to make this happen tonight, folks. And like I said, we got a lot coming your way, a lot of information coming your way because we want the family to be aware of a lot of things happening in our family, in our city, in our state, in our nation, and in our world. So I just try my best to kind of keep everybody informed of various things. So tonight is going to be one of those nights where it's going to be a lot of winging it raw. Okay, so um, I think we're going to be doing okay uh, with the timing. Everything's going on time. Look, 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 okay. Y'all got to, I got to do my little little uh, rounds here to make sure everything's okay. But anyway, I just wanted to just say um, that, again, we are a 16-state family. I don't want to forget that. Every single show I want to try to mention that we are a, uh, excuse me, a 13-state family. Uh, I'm really pushing this, Anna. Anyway, it's Kansas, Florida. We're in Texas family. We're in California, obviously. Arkansas. We're in Missouri. Missouri. We're also in Alabama. We're in Georgia. We are in Michigan. We're in Alaska. And we're in Oklahoma. All right? So we're all over family. And uh, there's other places I could probably miss some some states. But anyway... We're everywhere, family, and tonight we have a phone line already. Quite a few people on the phone line, as usual. Uh, see the the always the uh, permanent uh, fixtures uh, where the show is concerned. Bubba Jack, I see his line, as well as our private caller. And I found out later that this third person, this third caller that we see so often every week on time, every week, folks, is Lynn. So these three callers are always, always there. Now, the rest of you on the phone line, be patient. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i watching you, and some of y'all do show quite a bit, but not like those three. They have, I don't think they probably missed the show, honest. So uh, kudos to Bubba Jack, the private caller, and Lynn, who are always in the house on time. Really appreciate that. Really, really appreciate that. Family's got a lot coming at you tonight, really. I'm serious. Uh, we got a comedy with you. Uh, we got some comedy coming at you. And this is the uh, South African. Y'all remember the guy I played not too long ago? And y'all really liked him. Some of y'all thought he was very funny. But he's going to be coming back at you. Got a little bit of uh, Tyler Perry coming at you. Comedy. I remember uh, <laughs> Robbie last show uh, thought Eddie Murphy was funny, but she's also wanted to hear some Tyler Perry. So just for my cousin Robbie, I went ahead and got some Tyler Perry. So we're going to be playing tonight, Name That Flick. And we, since we got the three of them in the room, uh, since we got a house full, this is going to be very interesting. Um, I see somebody already with their hand up. I see a caller. So I'm going to come to you in a minute. But uh just want to just say, family, I really appreciate the attendance, those of you that show up early like this. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. I was just telling Don and Mars and Maya that uh, uh, that uh, we have 300 listens in the course of a week, 300 listens. And so uh, that is a blessing that this show have gotten to that point. So tonight... Tuesday is always the weakest number. We always have the weakest number. We may have, I don't know, sometime anywhere from 20 to 30, 40 sometime listeners tonight. And then tomorrow, 
it never fails. It'll jump to like 60 or 70. And then the next day, it'll maybe drop again. It'll be about maybe 30 or 20. And never fails on Friday, we always get the highest number of listeners. So maybe we should have a show on Friday. I don't know. But we always got a lot of listeners on Friday. And then Saturday kind of dwindled off. And by, the end, by, by next Tuesday, you're looking at 300. So that's what we've been doing on this show. And like I said, these blogs are very, very uh, uh, powerful. I've been saying it for a long time. Very informative. This is the new way, folks. This is the way that people are getting things out with their family, with businesses. This is the way they do it. Because tomorrow, some of you will be at work or some of you may be out jogging, and you can just click on the link and listen to all of this. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that a blessing? What do you think of that, John? I mean, Don? I think it's wonderful. We have the opportunity to, as we go on our daily journey, to reflect upon our family conversations, how we think towards each other and the things that are going on. And I know that we can benefit from each other. It's always something good that we can feed off of each other's lifestyles, our endeavors, things that we do. Because I get blessed every time I hear someone else on the show comment and give their thoughts about the topics at hand. And that's Donald Shaw. Y'all, y'all, Don always got a lot to say. Well, listen, I don't want to hold it, hold up this call any longer. I'm going to go to the phone lines and see what this is. This look like a California call, so let's just go ahead and go to the phone line and see what is up. Eric code 760-619. Go ahead with your question or comment. Erico seven six zero six one nine. Go ahead with. Okay, I think they have some difficulties because their line just dropped, and I think that was Lynn. I'm not real sure, but maybe she'll call back. But anyway, again, Bubble Jack will be stopping by tonight. Let me just go over some of the things that's happened tonight just so everybody will kind of have an idea of what's happening. So y'all don't want to walk away because you may miss something. Again, while Lynn is calling back, let me just go over what is coming your way. Uh, like I said, we're going to play a little bit of Name That Flick where I'm going to play some Tyler Perry clips or a Tyler Perry clip, and we'll try to name what that is. May throw in another uh, uh, clip, I don't know. Uh, we call it Name That Flick. And it's a new segment of the show where we'll play a movie, and y'all have to name Maya and Mars. Uh, Don, y'all got to name what movie that is. <laughs> y'all didn't listen last week? <laughs> y'all know, trust me. they like, I don't know. That. See, people don't want to get stuff wrong, but, you know, it ain't. it's all fun, family. Right? Right, Mars? Right, right, right. Okay, so anyway, we're going to play that a little later on. It's called Name That Flick. And again, Bubba Jack is going to be tuning in a little bit. And also, I'm going to do a little bit of Did You Know. Did You Know is going to be something I'm going to ask every single one of my guests in the studio today. It's going to be, what is something that you think most people don't know? It's mostly a history tip. It could be uh, anything. I like to go from the Bible, but you can be, Don likes to go from the family. He always naming his mom or his aunt or, or somebody that's done something great. But I want y'all to hit the family tonight. I'm letting y'all know this. Again, we we winging the family. They they haven't they don't even have a clue <laughs> that we was gonna do. Did you know? But darling and I do this all the time, family. So I want y'all to be ready for that. Okay, Maya. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so anyway, folks, a little bit of did you know coming your way, and then after that, um, 
we got the interview with the one and only Donald Shaw. Don has a lot of experience, folks, coming your way. He's not going to be boring. Don has done a lot of things, accomplished a lot of things, and he's very humble. You have to pull it out of him. But so tonight we got Mars in the house, uh, 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 Maya in the house, uh, and, and uh, so we'll pull it out of him. A lot of history, a lot of accomplishments, and, you know, so we'll hear from Don a little bit. But anyway, family, listen, what I want to do, I don't see that uh, if someone have a, that the hand up earlier, if you want to go ahead, I think someone had their hand up, you can go ahead and do that. Um, but family, we'll be right back. We'll take a little short break, and we'll be right back, all right? Actually, I think what I want to do is let's do this. Let's do this. Because I heard a very encouraging word the other day by our cousin, the one and only Gwen Burke. So I want to go ahead and do a uh, encourager right now. All right. And by the way, those of you who do, do not know what an encourager is, it is a word that uh, Gwen Brooks, when Gwen Burke, excuse me, excuse me, our cousin all the way up in California, she sent this word out to uh, as many subscribers that subscribe to uh, to this. Uh, to this to this program, and, and she sent out a wise word to the family and friends all over the country, probably the world, and it goes out on Mondays. So this is what happened yesterday. She sent out an e-carriage on Monday. So we'll do an e-carriage, and we'll play a little short song, and we'll be right back, okay? Again, this is Gwen Burke, and this is the e- an e-carriage. We'll be right back, folks. First Corinthians 13.5 Record-keeping of wrongs is taboo for those who love lavishly. Love funnels all its focus towards forgiveness and relational restoration. It refrains from retaining resentment, which leads to wasted emotional energy. Yes, unforgiveness maintains a mental checklist of grievances that offers the enemy an interest to encroach into a soul's spiritual stability. Love is not an account ledger that credits rights and debits wrongs. Love is a whiteboard that regularly erases infractions and hurts. Do you bear the burden of accounting for all injustices committed against you? Are you wary of wishing you had not been wronged? If so, look into the keyboard of your heart and by God's grace, press the delete button of forgiveness and erase external imitations. Start with a clean slate and your spirit will be set free to rest and enjoy God and people. Let go of harmful words that broke your heart, and let the Lord mend it with love. A mind at peace is the fruit of forgiven love. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Romans 4, 8. This has been a Christian Women's Unity Alliance e-Courage Moment. Be blessed, and as always, be encouraged.
folks, we're back. Again, I want to welcome everyone to, for, uh, to listen to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the show, the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. Just, I'm out of breath here. But listen, folks, we're going to have enough chairs. I have to make another chair, and I'm out of breath here. But anyway, folks, like I said earlier, we have three, not one, not two, but three family members in the studio tonight. That is the one and only Donald Shaw. His daughter Mia is in the house, as well as Mars Turner, my brother. And we're just here to have a good time. That's all. Just I just thought I'd invite them to come over and uh, and uh, just have a show tonight. So Don, I know, has a lot that he wants to say, but I'm uh, expecting to hear from uh, Mr. Bubba Jack. I think uh, let me just go ahead and go to his phone line because he wanted to uh, just kind of say hi to everybody. Uh, Eric code 805-238, Mr. Bubba Jack, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. How you doing, sir? Doing fine. How's everybody doing uh, in Texas? Doing great. Everybody say doing great. Well, it's so good to hear from you. And uh, I don't know if everybody in the guest notice and everybody guests in the house noticed or not, but Bubba Jack was our very first. Uh, interviewer. Like Don has been interviewed tonight, Bubba Jack was the very first person we interviewed, and so I invited him to call the show tonight because we hadn't heard from him for a while. And just and so, Bubba Jack, just go ahead and say hello to the family and tell us what you've been up to and what you think of the show thus far and any suggestions, kind of critiques if you want. Yes, uh, what, what I mean, I think the show is great. Uh, what I mean, I listen every night. I don't want to be late. I always like to be early. And one thing about me, I want to say hello first to all of my uh, family and friends down in the big state of Texas. And uh, our name is uh, Norman Douglas, but my nickname is Bubba Jack. Anyway, I I like both of my names. And the most important thing about a, me and uh, a person is his name. So uh, you can call me Bubba Jack, or you can call me Norman Earl. <laughs> okay? Got gotcha. you. hear me? Got you. We hear you just fine. Okay, well, that's good. I, I, I just want to come in. That on my cousin Seth and his co-host, they do uh, one good job, and I, I appreciate them taking the time out of the busy schedule to bring this uh, wonderful program every Tuesday night, which I always be waiting for. And, and uh, uh, whichever the way you run it, it it's a hundred percent okay with me. And on a scale from 1 to 10, I'd have to give you a 9.9, you and your co-host, because I really appreciate the work you guys are doing. I know it takes time and lots of effort to put on uh, something great. So just keep the good work up, and uh, and I'll continue to keep listening. As, as, as long as I'm around, I'm going to keep listening. Okay? Okay there, Mr. Bubba Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we we got this mic here. I dropped the mic. But, Bubba Jack, listen, listen. I really appreciate you doing that and calling the show. Now, Darlene is on a cruise. I didn't mention this to the family tonight. Darlene is on a cruise, and so are some other family members. I was going to go on that cruise, but one thing, uh, it's a long story. But right now, hopefully, they. she told me they may try to call the show. So, family, we might get a surprise from Belize and get some phone calls Uh Maybe. We don't know yet, but they are definitely on the cruise. A lot of family members. Uh, Bubba Jack, anybody you know uh, go on that cruise? No, I, I really don't know. Uh, I, I know they've been talking about it, but I don't know if 
anybody went on the cruise. Now, <clears throat> now my sister Emma Jewell, that lives in San Antonio, Texas, at one time it seemed like to me she told me that they was planning on going. And she was here in California, I think, a few days ago, and I forgot to ask her about that. It was so much going on, you know. So I don't know whether Jewel and William were on that cruise or not. I understand. I understand. Well, listen, uh, I want you to say hello to your wife for me, and I uh, really appreciate all that you do and Lynn do. I know I found out she was at their call. I should have knew her number by now. But So that means Lynn, you, and this private call has been calling for almost 50 shows. So we really appreciate that. And uh, Darlene is not in the house tonight, as you know. She's on the cruise, like I said. But Morris, my brother, is here. And uh, my, by the way, Morris, you got any questions for Bubba Jack? Hey, hello, dude. How you doing, Bubba Jack? Say, uh, uh, what's hello your favorite there. team you right doing? now that you uh, in the Super Bowl? Uh, what's going on? Because you're trying to make it see who's going to make it to the Super Bowl. So what's your favorite team right now? Do, do you watch football? Yeah, I watch fo- football to a certain, a certain degree. Uh, but to me, any time you got a brother as a quarterback, that's my team. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> now, do you have a – now, like I say, I know a lot of, lots of Texas people probably go for the Cowboys. The Cowboys have got a good team, and they got a a, a, a good guy now that is, is is working with the Cowboys. I hope he continue to keep working with the Cowboys. <clears throat> so I I, I just yes, assume yeah, Prescott, Prescott, right, exactly right. I just assume that you probably is a Cowboy fan, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. But you know, it's okay, like I say, but it's a time when we gonna have to. Uh, we're just going to see what's going to happen, but you're just trying to crank the season up, Mr. Bubba Jack. Ain't no problem. We're just trying to get in the groove. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. You know the old saying go, he said, nothing beats a failure but a trial. So just keep on trying. <laughs> that, that's right. Yeah, okay. You're right about that. Okay. Well, anyway, Bubba Jack, before you run, uh, I just wanted to just ask you one more question. Uh, are you planning on coming to the uh, reunion? Because I would like to meet you eventually. Are you coming to come to the reunion next year? I, I, that's my plan. That's my plan to be in Austin, Texas, uh, doing the federal reunion this uh, next year. Well, listen again. Uh, anybody got any more questions for Bob Jack before we go? Again, this is our very first interviewer. Uh, any questions? All right. Well, listen. Thanks again for calling. We really appreciate y'all's. Uh, hold on one second. Don, I want to ask you a question. One second, Bubba Jack. But Don, I want to ask you a question. Hey, Bubba Jack, listen here. I've, I've heard you speak before on the, on the show, and I just want to know if there's anything that you think that we can do to uh, to make our show better or to increase the listening audience. I want you to let it be known. You know, uh, you can just call us or email us or just kind of help us to make this thing get better each week. But 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 uh, I, to me that you uh, it, you guys it, it's doing a great job just the way it is. But but I know there's always room for improvement. So uh, if some come across my mind that I think would would be uh, help uh, beneficial to make things better, I, I'll give you a, give you guys a call. We certainly appreciate that. Yeah. All right, brother, Bubba Jack, just if you want to continue listening, well, I know you will continue listening. Again, appreciate your call, uh, and I'll just mute you now, and uh, and um, I know you're going to enjoy the rest of the show. 
<laughs> right. I will be listening. Okay. And, and All right. Thanks. Thanks again for every great things that, that, you, that you're doing, Seth. Well, we, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> All right. Okay. God bless. Same here. All right, folks. Well, that was all the way from California, Mr. Bubba Jack. That's Lynn's father and a pillar in the Ennis Buddy side of the family. Y'all know we are six branches. My guest in the house tonight. Can y'all, do any of y'all know the branches of the family? <laughs> listen, listen. They saying no. Well, don't feel bad. <laughs> don't feel bad. A lot of people don't know the, uh, uh, um, I mean, you know your grandmother, I'm sure, of Mia, right? Is it Maya or Mia? I keep Mia. Okay. Well, listen, uh, I know you know Miss Azalee, okay? Well, Azalee is your grandmother, and, uh, of course, you know her. And then uh, Azalee had a brother, and uh, that brother, Ennis Buddy, that was his son. And a lot of them is in California. They're always they're also in Texas, just really all over, okay? And then uh, your big mama, Azalee. Uh, Douglas Booker also had another brother, and his name was M.B., or some people call him Dugan, and they are a very large, you know, our family is large. We had those big uh, uh, banquets, but these folks, this is a lot of people, all right, and so that was another brother, and that's, you'll hear probably tonight, maybe some more uh they may come on the phone line. We don't know. We never know. And uh, then you have another brother she had was Uncle Sonny Boy. I know every one of y'all see everybody in the room shaking their head. They know about Uncle Sonny Boy. Uncle Sonny Boy, I think, is the largest branch of our family tree. He is the largest. So I mentioned so far in his buddy, okay, I mentioned Sonny Boy, and I mentioned M.B. Dugan. Uh, and then, of course, Azalee. And then Azalee had some sisters, and one of them was named Addie, okay? And uh, that is another side of the family. I went to the reunion. I don't know if you remember. Uh, well, they, they was mostly at this last reunion. It was the Addie branch. It was more people from the Addie branch from Missouri and all over than anybody, even from Texas people. They showed us stronger than we did. That's the Addie side of the family. And then, uh, I mean, we got, I mean, this family is so, so huge. I'm telling y'all. And uh, I was going to say this. uh, Addie also is, you you remember the, uh, y'all heard about the young lady that got killed? Yes, uh, Nefertiti, uh, some people say Titi, uh, but she uh, is from the Addie side of the family as well. And then there's Andosha, Andosha. A lot of them come to our banquet, Andosha. Not a lot of them. They're the smallest branch of our family, but Andosha. So anyway, we have a very, very large family, and I want to thank that family for tuning in tonight or whenever you tune in. Some of you will be tuning in on tomorrow, or you may be tuning in on Wednesday, Friday, next year, five years from now, ten years from now. But thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. And I want to go to a little clip I heard earlier that I thought it was funny, but it was serious. So I hope y'all enjoy this family. Check this out. All right? Check this out and and, uh, let us know what you think of this. This is very serious, but yet funny. We'll be right back. Did you guys see uh, that shooting that happened two days ago? Uh, Because don't worry, if you missed it, there was another one yesterday. Uh, Baton Rouge, 
Louisiana, and Falcon Heights, Minnesota. Two videos in two days of police fatally shooting two black men who, when you watch the video, did nothing to warrant them losing their lives. And you know, you know, the hardest part of having a conversation surrounding police shootings in America, it, it always feels like in America, it's like if you take a stand for something, you automatically are against something else. Such a strange world to be in. You're, you're either a cat's person or a dog person. <laughs> you know, you're, you're Red Sox or you're Yankees. You know, when you text, you either type lol or ha ha ha. <laughs> I mean, personally, I'm lol. And I know a lot of people are ha ha ha, and I respect that. I mean, the important thing is that we can come together and hate the people who type lol, 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 lol. <laughs> because what is, that's not even a thing. You can't be laughing out loud, out loud, out loud, out loud. That's not, that's not a thing. Anyway, the point is, it's either one or the other. But with police shootings, it shouldn't have to work that way. For instance, if you're pro-Black Lives Matter, you're assumed to be anti-police. And if you're pro-police, then you surely hate black people. It seems that it's either pro-cop and anti-black or pro-black and anti-cop, when in reality, you can be pro-cop and pro-black, which is what we should all be. It is what we should be aiming for. And I mean, I, I guess technically that means you could also be anti-cop and anti-black, which, I don't know, would make you Mel Gibson. I don't know, but... <laughs> but the point is, you shouldn't have to choose between the police and the citizens that they are sworn to protect. You know, what makes these incidents even more painful is the fact that there are some people who don't even think that this police problem exists. Do you guys, do you guys remember that catcalling video in New York City, right? The one where a woman walked around in New York for a day and over 100 men took that as an invitation to harass her. You remember that video? Yeah? Well, I, I've got to be honest. I remember watching that video, and I was shocked. I was shocked by how extreme catcalling actually was. I didn't know, because I'm a man. I did not see that in my world. And, you know, I didn't know that it could happen for blocks, and a woman was harassed, const- you know, like, over and over again. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was shocked by that. I saw that video, and I was like, I didn't think men were doing that. And I didn't think men were that concerned with the sugar content of women's breasts. I didn't know these things were happening, because I hadn't seen it. You know, I, I didn't think it was that common. I, I, I thought it was only done by like construction workers and cartoon wolves. That's what I thought it was all about. <laughs> but after I watched the video, I realized that there was a problem because seeing is believing. And yet for some strange reason, when it comes to videos of police shootings, seeing isn't believing. The police will always come out with a statement like, I, I know it looks like the officer uh, shot the man even though he was subdued. Uh, but what the video doesn't show from this angle is that the policeman feared for his life uh, due to the suspect's physical actions that, again, are not visible from this angle. I always ask the question, well, why is it that the police only do that when they're the ones on camera? Yeah, because if there's ever a video of you committing a crime, the police won't be like, oh, no, I, I know it looks like the suspect is robbing the cash register in the video, but what you don't see from this angle uh, is that... In fact, how do we know the video isn't playing in reverse? How do you know he's not putting money into the cash register? You, you can't judge from a video. Why is the video never enough? Tamir Rice, there was a video. Eric Garner, there was a video. Laquan McDonald, there was a video. And yet still skepticism. And it's only about this. When it comes to Bigfoot, people see one blurry video and people dedicate their lives to finding him. <laughs> they leave their families, dedicate themselves to that 
And you know, it's, it's hard to blame black people for not trusting the police in this country, because even when the police have the responsibility of filming themselves, stuff like this happens. The two officers are now on administrative leave. Both of them wore body cameras. However, during the uh, altercation, uh, the body cameras did come dislodged. Really? The body camera became dislodged? So what, has it gotten so bad that even the cameras are like, oh, sorry, I can't be a part of this. I can't. <laughs> I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Really? The camera became dislodged? I call bull Yeah. yeah. I call bull <laughs> Because I've seen white people cameras, and those things never come off. <laughs> You know it's a white people video when it ends with someone screaming, I'm alive! <laughs> you know what pisses me off the most about this? I don't think there's a problem with the police, what some people say. I don't think there's a problem with the police. You know, you know, black people are surely doing something. Maybe the black guy did something wrong. You can't deny the racism. At some point, you have to acknowledge it. In fact, in fact, think of this. Think of the most racist thing that people can call black people. Hmm? Think of that, the most racist thing people say. They call them monkeys, baboons, gorillas. And yet, when people watched a video of an actual gorilla being shot for dragging a child, not only was there more outrage for the gorilla, the organization responsible for killing the gorilla admitted that there were systemic problems that needed to be fixed. A criminal investigation is now focused on how a little boy fell into a gorilla enclosure at the Cincinnati Zoo. Reports show the zoo is making changes to... <laughs> oh, this whole uh, police shooting 
and how a lot of these young boys are dying unjustly. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, folks, but I just wanted to just see, you know, how she feel about it, okay? This is Bloodline. Maya's your cousin, and here she comes. Maya, so here's your first question i got to ask you before we bring on Donna in just a little bit. Um, but what do you think is, is, is a solution? I mean, what do you hear young people talk about being a solution for this unjust killing all over our country? The young people, they need to be educated. If you educate their children about the laws and how to protect themselves and how to be, how to talk to police officers, that gives them empowerment so they don't have to fear the police. No one should fear the police because the police are supposed to protect and serve us. So knowledge is what will help us be better equipped to deal with these matters, I believe. That's very true. That is very true. Uh, Marge, you asked me what to tell now. Well, I just think we should just respect the law. That's what it is. Like your mother said, hey, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. You know, just respect the law. I mean, things happen, you know, within the, like you said, if you're not educated about that. By the way, as you live day to day, you know, you ain't going to make it out of your own home. But that's going to watch over there protect You know what? I, mean, I think a little bit more people will be more. You continue being it. Because it seems like it's worse now than it was in the 80s. And I'm from that era, but you know, like I said, it's ask God to help you along the way and, and, and continue and respect one another, okay? Do what your mom and your daddy taught you. And if not, get the knowledge from your uncle, you know, and your sisters and your brothers. It's deeper than what you think it is. It ain't all about what's going on out here in the world. It's all about you. You said it's about somebody else. That's true. That's true. Very true. Well, I want to play that clip, family. Uh, again, no, again, it was a little bit of comedy, a little bit serious, but we just got to keep that, uh, keep it out there. We got to keep our, our brothers and sisters and family and friends um, because, let me tell you all something real quick, family. I'm going to go to Don in a little bit. And again, Don has a whole lot to say, a lot of experience. I can't wait to get him going. And, and, and um, But listen, family, because... I can't let this die. Now, there's two things on the forefront right now in news, and, 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 with news with regards to what's happening in our world. These police shootings, it's making news, even in China. Do your research, folks. This is top news in a lot of places. Yes, it is. Another one is Haiti. So there's two things when you get on your knees tonight. Y'all remember those people in Haiti. Haiti keep getting hit by all these earthquakes. They just can't seem to get a break. Haiti can't seem to get a break. So I just want to just remind the family, um, pray. And don't underestimate the power of your prayer. Let me just share a quick little testimony with your family in regards to prayer and the power of prayer. Kind of a little bit piggybacking off what Mars just said. Arlene's mother, earlier this week, let me just tell you the whole story, and I'll make it super quick. We'll shoot for two minutes. I don't think I can do that, but we'll try. I picked a vacation out of the clear blue. Didn't know nothing. I just picked a vacation because I was tired. I needed a vacation, so I took the vacation. About one day into my vacation, Arlene gets a phone call. Actually, before I actually even started it, she gets a phone call that her mom is in the hospital. Her mom cannot breathe hardly. She's in the hospital. She's always been on the oxygen tank, but she couldn't even breathe enough to stay on the oxygen tank. And make the long story short, when Arlene would call the hospital, uh, they told her it was pretty serious. And they mentioned this word, hospice. 
Now, anybody that know what hospice means, that means they're not expecting your mom to live. Arlene was broke down crying. We begin to pray. And I told her she needs to go. So she t- took a trip to Ohio. Now, how did we know that she was going to be able to get off? Oh, but I didn't tell you, but she took off when I took off. When I took my vacation, she just asked, and she had one of those jobs where she just got all these days built up. And so they let her take off. This is a praise report, family. Make the long story short, Arlene was able to go without taking really any other days. I mean, how, how does she, I guess what I'm saying is, normally if you do something like that, you may not have enough days to cover, but she is still in Ohio. She's still in Ohio, and uh, it, it didn't interrupt me. It did, I, if I had been at work and I didn't take off my vacation, this wouldn't have flowed as good as this flowed because I've been helping them back and forth with information, looking up stuff on the Internet, spending a lot of time, even here in Texas, with helping her mom. Do, I've been doing different things. But to make the long story short, Arlene's mom has been released home. Again, we went from a hospice situation not thinking she's going to live, to at home, in her kitchen, sitting upright, eating, talking to family. Now, someone said, oh, that's just coincidental. Okay, maybe so. But I'm just saying there is power in prayer and agreement. So, speaking of the police and what's happening with our young people, when I see those lights go off in the back of my car, family, I still told y'all this before, I go into prayer. I'm not saying I'm some perfect Christian or nothing like that, but folks, we had better learn how to trust the Father and call on Him in faith believing. So having said that, having said that, moving right along in the show, I want to go ahead and bring on um, a Don Jr., um, and before I bring on Don, just, just well, like to, um, since we got his daughter in the house, Maya, I wanted Maya to kind of just tell us just in about, eh, Maya, we go ahead and take about two minutes about your father. What do you think of your father? What kind of father is he? And then we'll go ahead and bring on her father, Donald Jr. Shaw. Okay? Hello, family. This is Mia Shaw, and I'm so happy to introduce my father, Donald Maurice Shaw, also known as a minister, also known as a man of God, also known as a father that's caring, loving, supportive, and believe in discipline, also known as a person that prays. Wait a minute. You say he believe in discipline? What do you mean by that? I mean, uh, we got we got some butt whooping when we acted up, you know. We try to lie. Uh-oh. And also, um, he also is a, a stepfather in, in regards to watching over kids that's in foster homes. Um, he plays the piano. He's a good singer. So you're meeting an awesome guy, an awesome man of God. Get ready. How about that for an intro to uh, Don Jr.? <laughs> How about that? How about that? Well, anyway, folks, let's go ahead and give my always have a, like a little intro music here. Let's do a little something here. <laughs>
That's a groove in the game. Thought I'd put on something a little funky. But no, I feel you, Maya, on that. I, I, I can attest that he is a man of God. Good cousin. Never had no issues with this cousin. You don't know how some people have drama all the time. Over the years, I can't think of one uh, argument I had with Don Jr. And uh, I'll tell you one thing I do have against you, Don. My mother used to fix those cakes. Remember, we talked about that before. And we showed and appreciate you uh, taking the ball that time to get one whole cake. And then you wouldn't, you wouldn't even cut it. you just get in the car and leave. <laughs> so, yeah, I do have it against you. I'm just going to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I hope I don't forgave you for that, brother. But that was pretty serious. I don't think my mother ever cooked me a cake out in our whole life, so you must be a special, special cousin. So anyway, how are you feeling tonight? Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. I can't complain. I'm just kind of humbled and humored at the same time. <laughs> Listen to me, put out all that stuff about me. I didn't know she felt that way, but yeah, I did get some cakes from Irene. Now, Mia is your only, is your only daughter, right? You know, I have another daughter prior to marriage. And that's Miss Takesha Lynette Watson Heron. And she's uh, my first child, and I have two grandsons by her. Well, Don, I'm looking forward to the night, man. There's a lot to you. And I'm sure Mars is looking forward to uh, his questions he got for you. Yes, we really do. We want to see what type of railroad tracks that you roll on through the years and the centuries. And we want to see, even though those tracks have been so long and treacherous, but you still have your feet is just perfect. I don't understand how you made it down that road. Get on. Man. <laughs> anyway, here's Mars in the row. But listen, Don, tell us how you related to the family. Tell us how you related, sir. Well, family, I am the son of Robbie Louise Booker. That's her maiden name. Her mother was Lee Booker Douglas. And uh, that's my mother. Many of y'all know her as uh, Robbie Slaughter now, her married name. She's also uh, a retired minister. And she's uh was my role model, I guess, because she was such a strict disciplinarian, he couldn't do no wrong. Well, in other words, and you no whooping, is that what you're saying? I ain't said that now. You was an angel? No, I wasn't. Oh, you okay, but uh you know what I'm trying to say is but you just you glow like you like a like a moon. You need to tell us the stories about y'all getting whooped with uh stitching cards and bird cages. Well, before, y'all true. Okay, before <laughs> y'all in raw form tonight. Okay, before y'all get on that though, let me I, let me let me just ask my little questions, and y'all can go on them little side roads, right? Yes. Okay, Don. Listen, I, so everybody know you you're kin to the family by lineage of Azalee and then um, Robbie Slaughter. Okay, so now we got that out of the way. I want to ask you another question. I always ask this question to every single one of our guests. But talk a little bit about your family, your your, your uh, children. We heard from Maya, uh, but tell us who because you got a lot of presence on Facebook. A lot of those gifted artists out there on Facebook. Some of those artists are Donald's 
funds. So talk about those artists in your family a little bit, if you don't mind, cousin. Well, actually, I have two sons, and I have three sons and two daughters. Takeshi being my oldest daughter, she's a member of the uh, Greater Love Chapel Church, where the uh, Pastor Glenn is the uh, angel of the house there. And Mia, she's always been my uh, follower when it comes to to the years of my ministry. Yes, she followed me quite a bit when we were on the road, when I was a pastor in the AM African Methodist Church. My uh, sons are Matthew, Marcus, and Martin. What's their names on Facebook? Because let me tell y'all what's going on. When y'all, when you mention your sons, this is something we're going to do. Uh, when y'all talk about your sons, when you talk about your son, Don, let, let's mention what their names are on Facebook because what's happening is family is connecting with family, and they need to know what the names are. Y'all, hold on. I want you to just say it on the mic. Uh, what are their names on Facebook? Because you got all types of people on, like, for instance, the M.B. Dugan side, and they, a lot of times they see these names like Martin, Matthew, and they see they don't even know how they're linked. And so this is the, this is why we're doing these shows to kind of introduce them to the family. So not only that, but they're on a slideshow. I don't know if y'all know this or not. Y'all should know it because I sent out emails and texts on the Ed and Isabel page, but. There are pictures of all of y'all on the page. I think I got a picture of every single one of Don's kids on the page. So just go ahead and let them know the Facebook names as well uh, as you go through the list, Don. Well, as far as the Facebook, I'm going to let Mia give the Facebook because I just look at them. Marcus's Facebook page is Marcus Shaw. At Facebook.com and then Martin Taylor Shaw Facebook.com. Mark Matthew is not on our does not at this time have an active Facebook page. Oh, okay, okay, all right. So anyway, that's the, your kids and uh, folks. I'm telling you, they are uh, 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 some very talented young people. Very talented young people. And uh, my my, what do you do? Just out of curiosity. I work at Kohl's. I am a sales clerk. I love fashion. I love clothing. So I work in retail. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. Well, folks, y'all have to bear with me. I'm just kind of switching back and forth. So we never did this before, and so we got one mic, and we have to switch it around. So y'all may hear a little delay here and there, but we will, we'll make it happen. All right, Don, I got another question for you. Who is Don Shaw in about five minutes? Take your time, sir. Let everybody know who is Don Shaw. You've co-hosted with us quite a bit, and I remember that presentation you did on Black History that was outstanding. I'll never forget that. Darling and I, and I'm sure the family was blown away by how much you did. And what was it, less than like 10 minutes? You went through almost our whole history as African Americans in 10 minutes. Even took us all the way to the Bible land as Israel. That was deep. But anyway, who is Don in five minutes? Well, family, I'm just everyday people. I'm just everyday people. I was blessed to have the opportunity to have a, uh, a wonderful childhood. My mother was a strict disciplinarian, and she taught us one thing, and that was to respect other people, to respect our neighbors. 
And over the years, I went to the um, to my elementary education was at Kirkpatrick High School, Northside High School, Turner County College, and UTA. I was called to the ministry when I, at the age of 21, and I didn't really accept it till I was about 22. And that gave me an opportunity to to preach the gospel. I was always an avid lover of music, so I was exposed to gospel music. And I served in the Gospel Music Workshop of America. I have my own group called the uh, God's Young Messengers, where we had other people, some very prominent musicians, Beverly Wilson at that time, Brother Alvin Pope, Bobby Whitmer, who was occasional drummer. I started off with nine of us, Sandra Relaford, George Relaford. We started off with nine, and we grew to a number of about 16. We made a live recording, and we traveled all over the Texas area and abroad, and God blessed us. So I had a foundation in gospel singing because I loved to sing gospel music. But Donald Shaw is just a servant of God. I'm a humble person. is trying to be as humble as I can, and people can think high and think low of you, but I always loved the Lord. But I also believed in humor. Humor was my thing. I, I like to have fun with people. And I never really introduced myself as Reverend Shaw because I think those titles are so heavy. But in the world of the ministry, I learned so much. And you know what? I like to have fun with people. I really do. Really, we really, we really sure that you do. But you know what? Just listen to you sound very motivated, for uplifting, you know. But uh, at the same time, uh, that was very inspirational, you done. But you know what, though? Tell the people how powerful that your message could be in one second to help someone in your life or help someone in someone else's life. I need one at least two seconds of something you can give somebody that will ring and touch them from the top to the bottom, from the head to the bottom of their tiny toes. I can tell you just like this. If you have any issue in life, you trust God, and God will make a difference in your life. But you have to have, you got to have faith. You got to have faith in God. Because if you have faith in God, God can do anything but fail. But it's up to the person, the believer, to accept that. Faith, according to the word, according to my religious experience, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But to me, faith is just believing. And also, faith without works is dead, meaning you have to put action into your whatever you're praying for and believing that it's going to come to fruition. And it may and it may not come when you want it, but it come when God's thought it's time for you to have it. Yeah, you know what? Well, this is my daughter, and I know that she she has saw our road of life for years ever since she was a kid. So a lot of times we've been through some ups and through some downs, but in some very trying experiences. You know, one time I was sure that my son said, "Dad, I don't see how I don't I don't see how you take it. Things ain't going right." But I say, "I just I just trust God, no matter what." Even even the missus, I call Marcia, who is my wife, the missus. Marsha L. Shaw, I tell her, I say, well, you know, I just got to trust God. And uh, that's it. That's it. We just got to trust God. He didn't say it was going to be easy, though, did he, though? Life's experience dictates that there's nothing easy about everyday living. Look at your children. 
you give them all you can. And sometimes they go down the wrong road. Sometimes bad stuff happens to good people. But you got to still walk up with your head up high. Some people would devalue the very person who you are, assassinate your character because of the differences of opinion. But you know who you are. And they say, oh, these are just a bunch of religious folk. But it's not like that. The secret explains to us in detail that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's the law of attraction. Yes, sir. Definitely. And that was very powerful. I appreciate that. Because, you know, I needed that motivation now. I'm Mars. I'm Seth's brother. But I need the motivation. But what were you trying to tell me, Mill? A person has to know God for themselves. If you don't know God for yourself. If you don't know God for yourself, then you will be lost to the world. And parents can teach their children the foundation of what God is, but life experience makes a child who becomes an adult understand their relationship and develop with God so they can be a true believer. You know what? Said they asked me a while ago, you say, who is Donald Shaw? Donald Shaw is a 62 year old man who is just retired who was raised in a single parent home because my father was not there and my stepfather who was in the military was not with us but I will say this from the time I was a young man I had community support there were elders in the community that always looked after Robbie's son he gonna be somebody but you know, sometimes you're not the somebody that you think you want to be. But that don't mean that you're not the somebody that God would have you be. So there are other young people who are just like me, who have traveled the road of life and who have got educated, got good jobs, good community support. And there's someone out there that assassinate their character and devalue them. But through whatever life experiences we as believers have, and you're going to believe something, whether you're religious or non-religious, whether you go to church or whether you're just a person that don't have no concept of God, you've got to believe in something. You've got to believe in the ability to achieve your goals. And my goals have been achieved, not all of them, but most of them, by trusting in God and by the support of my family and my children. And I will say this while she's in the house. Mia has been a great inspiration. And my cousin, Morris, just like a brother. Oh, we talk noise, we have fun, and sometimes people think we hate each other because we'll fuss like a cat and a dog. But he's got my back, and I got his back. Mia, what do you think about that? Um, I think you and Morris Wayne's relationship is just like brothers. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Fight like cats and dogs, but at the end of the day, I got each other's back. Um, my cousin Morris Wayne is loud and a know-it-all. He's good people, though. And then my father, my father that you've just been hearing, he's good people. But most men think they know everything anyway, so you just have to kind of, like, take it day by day. Yeah, Mia, start by doing what's necessary and then do what's possible. And suddenly you are doing the impossible. Okay, all right. Well, I appreciate Don answering that question. Mia, Mars, all y'all chiming in. I was just sitting back and letting them just roll with it. (laughs) 
Again, we winging it, family. We never did this before, and I think we're doing pretty good. We just simply hear raw, just whatever comes out of your mind. I didn't tell them a whole lot. I just want them to just, just it be raw, and it is raw, believe me. So listen, um, I want to go ahead and ask Don uh, another question. Um, Don, you've talked about how you're related. You've talked about who you are. You've talked about your children. I want to ask you, um, <laughs> a lot of people, you know, you talk a lot about ministry. Ministry is ministry. That I notice when you come on the show, there's a lot of talk about being a minister, ministry, ministry. And a lot of people ain't feeling the church. A lot of people ain't feeling the church. A lot of people don't go to church. A lot of people down on preachers. I mean, we're at an all-time low right now, and a lot of them are in your family. They're part of the Dugan side. (laughs) Maya, what's funny? She thinks it's so funny. What's funny? A lot of people are not going to church. They're discontented with what they're receiving in the church houses. That's why they're not going. She, she over here just laughing. Okay, so listen, and she's she's right. I'm telling y'all, it's a it's right now in our world, our people is going through a little some. So I'm glad I got y'all now because I really want to hear what Don. Not only you have to say, but what Mars have to say. You, Mars, you go to church anywhere? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I try to continue. If I don't get it, I also got to kneel in my closet and go in my own zone. And because you know what, uh, church is wherever you kneel down to pray now. You know, courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. So, continue to be in my zone necessarily day by day. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, Don, again, you like to talk about being a minister. You have a lot of pride in it, I notice. You, you probably every single time you come on this co-host, you mention some time in the show of you being a minister, when you was called, and you seem to have a lot of uh, uh Pride about it. Now I'm a little different. Being I'm a minister as well. All right, but I, I just maybe you can give me a little word or two or not. But right now, as a minister of the gospel, it's not a good time. Right about now. I mean, yes, it's good that we know the Father. Yes, it's good that we have the victory. Yes, it's good. Like I talked about earlier, my wife, the prayer, and how we have power. But before you can even get to pray for a lot of people, they don't want to hear what you got to say. Before you can even help somebody, Don, and talk about these things you talk about, they don't want to come to your church. Before you can even talk about this Jesus, they don't even turn on the on the channel. They, they don't want to watch TV ministers. And I think there's a lot of things that have turned people off. But I want to hear from you. Why? Why? Why are you so... Um, well, let's, it'll be twofold. This question's going to be twofold. Why are you so excited still? I mean, yes, we're supposed to be excited about the Father. Don't get me wrong, okay? Understand my question. But in the midst of this desert of of rejection of, of, of individuals of the church, in the midst of our young people, that's why I said early on the show, pray for our young people. They are not feeling the church. They're not feeling those of us that call on the name of the Lord. They're not trying to be running up in the church like we were years and years ago. Even with all this entertainment that a lot of these mega churches offer these youth, they ain't trying to hear it. So what do you have to say about that? Well, sir, there is no one correct answer to your question. But as an observer, yes, I am proud to be a minister. I'm no longer pastor. I'm an associate minister at the Glory World International Ministry, where Pastor Roderick Bell is the pastor. 
But I will say this. I got my foundation in the Miami church. That's where I learned a lot about church administrations. I learned about the politics of administration. But my real experience is that there's a great falling away of people being excited about God based on their upbringing. If a person don't have a reason to believe in a God, then they won't. Why is it happening? It's because from a Bible-based perspective, the word is just fulfilling that in the last days, there'll be a falling away. In the last days, uh, people will turn against the church, mothers against fathers, and, and fathers against sons, and, and etc. Then you got false prophets, you got false teachers, and so you have to search and see what is real. People don't want to go to their church, and then they go there, and they leave the same way they came. So it's got to be a flow or a move of God's Spirit to convince or to convert the would-be believer into saying, maybe this God thing is real. We look around, there's so much diversity in, in people and so much diversity in change. We have got to say, well, that's just a sign of the times. It's just a sign of the times. No perfection, no correct, 100% correct answer. But I believe, and this is my true belief, that young people nowadays are looking for something with substance, something that's real. Whether it's in the church or whether it's in the street, you got to have something with substance. What do you think about that, Sid? Well, I think you're right, and I think, unfortunately, uh, a lot of us uh, as, as, as ministers lack power. Folks, you know what? When it all said and done, people want to see power. That's all. They want to see a demonstration of God's power. All you got to do is pray for, just like uh, Arlene's mom. I'm sure after we tell her how we pray for her when, that, when they said, you know, they was looking at hospice, which means they gave up to die pretty much, and uh, her mom tell her how we prayed. I mean, she tells her mom how we pray. Uh, that speaks more than all these sermons we can put together. It really does. It speaks more than all these sermons we put together. Well, Don, listen, I appreciate that, really, man. You know, I really appreciate it. Uh, I want to ask you another question. Anybody have any other questions for Don on that particular topic? or want to? Uh, okay, okay. Well, I want to switch gears and uh, talk about another uh, – I have another question for you, and that is your accomplishments, achievements. You might have hit on it just a little bit, but what are the things that some – you may have done that some family members might not know, may never heard? I personally don't have – what some people would consider some significant accomplishments. But my greatest accomplishment to me is to see my children grow to be adults. And not one of them has ever been in trouble, incarcerated. They don't have no addictions. They are not uh, sons and daughters with a bunch of children who are born out of bed, wedlock, or nothing like that. In fact, they 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 are just basically been decent young men and young women, and I praise God for that accomplishment. That somewhere along the line, myself and their mother were able to implant some decent seeds in them, where they were not troublesome children. But I had some accomplishments. I had ten years of pastoral experience, 
and I pastored in the uh, 10th Episcopal District of the AME Church when I was an active ordained elder in the AME Church. Okay, and the reason why we, we try not to get in trouble because we was afraid of Jesus and we was afraid of the bell and we was afraid to go to jail. What was that? What was that? We was afraid of Jesus, we was afraid to go to jail, we was afraid of the belt. Well, that's uh, something to be afraid of. Poor thing. Poor thing, he was afraid of a belt. Poor thing. Well, you know what? Mia got less spankers than all of them, so, you know, <laughs> she just talking a bunch of noise, you know, because she was spoiled. She was she was a very spoiled child. My well, older, I know you didn't do that. Yes, you were. <laughs> we had it hard, okay? We had it hard, people. Well, I think... You know what I think? You know what I think? You know what I think? I think sometimes young people think that the tough structure and discipline is a hard life. But I tell you, if you look at my my children, they have not really lacked for anything because they are healthy and they are pretty well blessed. Well, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Well, I want to move right along. And uh, well, listen, what I want to do, I want to take a little bit of a, a side road here, and then we'll come back and finish up the interview. We've never done this before. But I want to, at this time, stop and go to the comedy. And then when we come back from the uh, a Name That Flick, which is a new segment of the show, family, um, after we come back from uh, this segment, we'll go back to the interview and ask Don about four more questions, and we uh will be done with the interview. So right now, again, I want to switch gears and want to talk about do this segment called Name That Flick. So y'all should like this. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So, all right, what we'll do, we'll... Uh, I'm going to play uh, a portion of a movie. Play a portion of a movie. And uh, I want y'all to name what the movie is. Just blur it out. We ain't going to do it but about two times. Okay, so y'all got to move fast, all right? So this could last two seconds, or this could last maybe three minutes if y'all don't, if y'all not up on your... Uh, uh, not up on your movies, okay? So here we go. Uh, Mars, you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, yes, I am. Again, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to play these movies, and y'all just got to blurt out. Last week we did a little different. I played the whole clip. Uh, actually, I'm going to do it again today. I'm going to do it. I'm going to play the whole thing. Hey, we'll make it more fun that we can hear the whole thing. All right? So here we go, folks. I'm going to play this, and y'all just listen to the whole thing, and then I'm going to ask each of you what was the name. And I'm going to let go with Don first, then Maya, then Mars. If Don get it right, we'll do another one, and we'll let Maya go. And, if, and so we'll just do it like that and see. Everybody get a fair share, okay? So here we go. I told them that I didn't need to come here and see you, okay? 
we don't, I don't usually see people individually, but when I saw this tape of you getting arrested, I thought, I have got to talk to this woman. What is wrong with you? Why are you, act, why are you so angry? First of all, ain't nothing wrong with me. Secondly, I'm not angry, okay? I'm not angry. You seem angry right now. No, I'm not angry. This is how I am. I'm, I don't have no hostility at all. What, do you have to be in control all the time of everything? I don't have to be in control all the time. I ain't got no problem with that. Well, then why do you get so angry? I don't get angry. I keep trying to tell you and that judge that I do not get angry. If somebody do something to me, I do something to them. This is common sense. So you believe in getting even? Hell to the yeah. Why do you feel the need that you got to get somebody all the time? It's like, get them, get them, get them. You don't think that's angry? If they got me, got me, got me, I got to get them, get them, get them. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Well, but, well, what you call getting got is a whole lot different than what other people call getting got. It doesn't take much to get you, does it? Well, when you're getting got and somebody done got you and you go get them, when you get them, everybody's going to get got. Yeah, but if you're getting somebody that you say got you when they didn't get you to begin with, then you're getting the gotters when they didn't do anything to you Yeah, to get but if you. the gotters get me, I'm going to get my glock. Yeah, well, but you don't get the Glock when you hadn't been got. So what I'm trying to explain to you is I don't care who done got me, I'm going to get them first. You get me, I'm going to get you. Why is it so important? Okay, I'm tired of you asking me all these questions because I didn't sign up for this. This is the judge that told me to come here, okay? Everybody wants to get even. Everybody want to get even. Well, all right, well, all right, look, let's just talk about your childhood, okay? Let's talk about your childhood. 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 <sighs> Talking about my childhood isn't going to help us. So what was your childhood like? What was yours like? You, why? I, let's talk about your anger. That's why you're here, right? <laughs> I'm not angry. I don't know why I'm here. Let's just try another approach. Let's okay? try another approach. All right. Do you sleep well at night? Do you sleep well at night? Let's try not to answer a question with a question. Could we do that? If Could you, we at least do that? Yes, if we at least stop asking me all these questions, I won't have to answer a question with a question, I will I? Can you stop? Can you just stop? Can you just stop? Can you just stop? Okay. Look, Are you getting angry, Doctor? This isn't getting anywhere. This is not getting anywhere. No, I, I think I think I am going to talk to the judge, but Thank I don't you. think this is getting anywhere. I think we're done here. Thank you so much. I okay, appreciate that's it. Good. Wonderful that, to yeah, see yeah, you. Well, yes, yeah, well, uh-huh, right. Yeah, great. <laughs> Come on, Corey, let's get the hell out of here. Wait a minute. Oh, well? This lady is out of control. She is, I, I can't help her. Wait a minute now, wait a minute now. Now, you the best. Go see somebody else. I'm done. Perry. What's your favorite Tyler Perry? I could do bad out by myself. 
Oh, that's more serious. Why why you like that one? Uh, because she had an alcohol problem and she was able to get over it through prayer. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Tyler Perry's doing really good about now. Well, okay, folks. I thought that was funny. I thought that was so funny. All right, well, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. I'll see what we, which comedy are we going to pick here? Okay, folks. All right, I can't get my clips to act right here. Well, listen, listen, listen. Um, I tell you what, let's go ahead and get another uh, interview question now because I can't find my other inter- uh, Tyler Perry clip. So, Don, let's just do this. Let me go ahead and ask the next question I have up here, and you can, uh, while you're doing it, I'll see if I can pull up this clip. But listen, Don, I've been wanting to ask you this. Who do you think? You talk a lot about your mom. You talk a lot about, uh, you know, all the things she's done. But who else maybe in your life, well, you can mention your mom if you want to, but who are you thankful for? Who do you, um, who was your mentor coming up? Just, just in other words, who helped make Donald Shaw? That's a really serious question. When you say who helped make me, there was no one person that was a really, really great inspiration in my life. There were many people who helped me to develop my character. Most of them was life experiences, because even though it looked like I was a person on the outside that was outgoing, I really I was kind of a a loner, even though I enjoyed other people. But um, my mother was a great inspiration. She really was a great inspiration. And uh, I just like I said, I don't think there's just one person. There were a lot of great ministers that I respected. And then I'll tell you, when I was a young guy, there was an old guy who was in the church who sang with a beautiful voice by the name of Mr. Otis Spears. And I wanted to have the vocal qualities that he had. I wanted to have the vocal qualities that uh, James Cleveland had. And I wanted to play like my sister Carlos, who could really play the piano. So there were a lot of people that added to my growth and development. Not one person. There were several people that I really respected. But most of my dad and my stepfather. My stepfather was a military man, and I, I wanted to be like him too, because he was a real polished, well-groomed person, Mr. Mr. Alonzo Lowe. So Seth asked me the question, he said, who was that one person other than my faith in God, there was no one person. There were several people that helped mold my character. Well, I'm sure, um, Carlos, glad to hear that. Does Carlos know what you just said? Uh, no, no, she doesn't. I just thought about it. Yeah, Carlos is cold-blooded. Carlos is cold-blooded on the, uh, on the, uh, piano. And, and uh, you know, I never asked, I never, yeah, I have. I've heard Tina play the organ. So anyway, folks, uh, just moving along. Again, those of you just tuning in, we are. This is the Douglas County Family and Friends Network, and we are listening to the one and only Donald Shaw. Just kind of just winging it here. We've never done this before. Uh, everybody's in the same room in the studio, if you will, and uh, we're just uh, just just. 
swinging, okay? Just learning about our cousin Don Shaw, all right? But we do want to just thank everyone for still hanging on the phone lines and those of you that's going to be listening in the future, not forgetting about y'all, all right, to this Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. Moving right along. Now, I uh, was saying I was trying to get this, this clip. I'm turning it off. I was trying to get this clip of uh, uh, another uh, Tyler Perry, and I think I have been successful with that. Uh, but before I go with that, I just want to remind everybody, because I was talking to members of the day from the, uh, in the Douglas County family that did not know about the Edna Isabel patient. I don't understand how people are not hearing about this page. I mean, <laughs> folks, we talk about every single show. But it's okay, you know, people are busy, they got a life, and so maybe, you know, you're one of those persons that's just too busy to, you know, to check it out. But anyway, we do have a page on Facebook called the Douglas Kennedy Family, well, it's called uh, uh, Ed and Isabel page. Folks, go there and, uh, and check it out. If you go to my page, if you go to my page and you, and you look at uh, the uh, groups I'm a part of, you should see it. But please, whatever you do, uh, try your best to get to that page and, and just, that's like our website, that's like our family website, and that's that's uh, 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 that's how we keep the family updated on everything, okay? That's how we keep the family updated on everything. All right, so um, the next question I have for you, Don, is this. Okay, this is normally our last question, but I'm going to ask you it now. Don. You got all of these family members listening to you, and, uh, well, no, 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 this is a better question here. Let me ask this one first. This is a, a better question for you, all right? Yeah, there, I don't know how we overlook this one, but, okay, bear with me, your family, just make sure I, uh, try to make sure, I, I thought I had to clip, but anyway, 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 your mother, um, this is kind of a um, question. Hopefully you don't mind answering. Your mother talked about when she was on the show a lot of pushback went from her being a minister, a lot of a lot of people that didn't believe in her and um, didn't really ascribe to female ministers. Okay, and you've been a minister yourself. How did that affect your ministry? Uh, this is a question I've been going to ask you a long time, and hopefully you don't mind it because, again, this is something I'm throwing at you on, on the fly. And this whole interview, folks, well, not the whole interview, but a lot of this interview, Don don't know what's coming. And the whole, this whole show tonight, we're just doing it in the raw, so be patient with us. But, Don, if you don't mind answering this question, uh, with Ain Robbie being the first of this and the first that, how did, how did that affect you as, as, a, as a man of God, young man coming up? How did that affect you? You can talk about it before. Before you became a minister, how did it affect you? Because I know y'all, you and Breck and, and Carlos, and y'all, I know y'all saw a little bit of this. How did it affect you? How did that affect you? Well, Seth, when my mother was uh, starting out in the ministry, there was a lot of people that did not accept her as a preacher because she was a female. And they didn't really have a lot of female preachers in the AME Church in the 10th Episcopal District that was a woman that was called to the ministry. And she was a struggling uh, pastor with children 
and they didn't give her the best of churches. But she was starting out in Gainesville, Texas. Now, hold on a second. What do you mean by they didn't give her the best of churches? What do you mean by that? Well, she started out, my mother started out with about three members in Gainesville, Texas, and she would travel down the highway from Fort Worth every Sunday for about three people, and they would bring other people and it was to, to have a decent congregation and her children, and we made up the church. And I was inspired by her dedication, but I didn't think that she got the best at that time. But over the years, she became a quite a church builder, and she got better churches. And I always admired her perseverance as a female pastor in the Amy Church, because some people didn't believe in female preachers. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, I've always wondered about that. If that how did that affect y'all? You know, because I know we got made fun of for just even going to church. So I don't know. I'm sure y'all got made fun of because you had a female. Your mama was trying to be the preacher. So, so um, just want to know how you felt about that. What were you saying? As far as as far as it affecting us, what it did, we knew that our mother was serious. Because I looked at her and I saw the trials that she dealt with as a woman of God. And I knew she was serious because she she lived a very disciplined and respectful life before her kids. But that didn't make me want to be a preacher. I was totally convinced by God that the ministry was a uh, something that he wanted me to do and it's never changed. But I'll say this, that my mother's experience as a clergy woman, made me want to be as devoted and even better in my experience than what she experienced. But everybody's experience as a pastor is different. And there's so much more to each one of our lives that we can impart to somebody else's life as a preacher, as a pastor, as a lay preacher, as a evangelist, or whatever it is. It's not all about ministry because pastoring is preaching and, and the clergy goes beyond the pulpit. But myself, just my personality alone should be enough to let a person know to say, hey, if you're real, I'm for you. If you're not, then you have a problem because I'm not going to... I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time with people that are not real, but I'm going to treat you just like I would anyone else. But it's our job as believers to reach out and touch these people's life, whether we are ministers or not. Yeah, 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 comment on that. Yeah, hold on a second. I think, Ma, you want to say something. Yes. Um, since you've been talking about being a man of God and then being in the ministry, do you have any stories you can share with the listeners how you have been a uh, touched or seen any miracles or any supernatural experiences being a man of faith? Do you have any stories you'd like to reveal? Good question. Well, I can share a lot. Whether or not somebody would believe it is different. I'll share this. One time, Mia and I were going to East Texas. We was going to Palestine, Texas. And there was a guy that was flagging us down for a ride on on 45, and um, we passed him. 
And before we got to our exit to go to Palestine, we saw that same guy at our exit. Now, how could this person pass us and get down there that quick and we didn't make no stop? I would never know. But we gave him a ride further on down the road. And when he got out, it was like an angel. I can share this with you. I can share this with you. And this is why I know that the, the Bible says that just shall live by faith. And, and then I'm going to let Morris Wayne he has something that he would like to say. But check this out. We had ran out of gas coming back from Gainesville when I was pastoring Gainesville, Texas. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, you should have been paying attention. No, not necessarily. When you're young in the ministry and you go through some some trials, I'm not going to say hard times, I'm saying trials. We had car trouble. We had run out of gas. We used all our money going to church and coming back because I was dedicated. And a guy pulled over on the side of the road. And this is for people all over the nation listening to this. They listen to this, you know, and I know some people don't believe that miracles do happen. And this guy said, uh, you need some help. And I said, um, this is in response to your question, ma'am. And I said, yeah, but at first I thought he was going to try to start some trouble with us because of the way he looked. Rough looking guy. He said, you need some help? He said, God told me you needed some help. He said, I'm from the Cowboy Church in Fort Worth. And I looked at him, he said, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to take you to get some gas, and I'm going to help you. And this guy bought us gas and followed us all the way back to Fort Worth, and he said, God sent me to help you. And it was such an humbling experience because we were about 30 miles out of Fort Worth with no money. We yes, back then we had no cell phones. It was in the early 90s, and we was in country town. With a lot of white folks. I mean, I can relate to Don, you know, because, you know, we do believe in miracles, and, you know, that's how our family was, and I'm sure if his mother taught him to believe in miracles and trust God, you know, and it does all miracles. Trust me, I don't know if you ever had experienced any in your life, but me and my brother said, uh, we used to go wash clothes every day when we were young, so mama used to tell us, go, y'all need to get to that washing chair. This pertaining to what you were saying, Don, when it comes down to the miracles, the miracles do really exist. But every day we went to the wash gym, and Mama would give us a list. Sometimes we got to go to the store. She'll give us this list. And you know what? This is what I want y'all to buy. So one day we was going to the store, minding our own business. These guys come out from the bushes behind from the blind side and came behind us and hit us and start beating us up. And we only had $20 in a, in a grocery list. Mama said, whatever y'all do, make sure that y'all spend this on that list. And, uh, and I'll see y'all when y'all get back. So by the time we got up to the store, we got jumped by these two uh, guys that was bigger than we were, and, and we had to fight them, and they took our money. So we had to go back and tell our mother, hey, mama, uh, we lost the money. You know, uh, we don't have the money, mama. Uh, the guy, some guys beat us up and took it. She wouldn't believe it. She was very upset because at the time we went back, she was in the room praying as, as, as normal. You know, uh, when we come down, but when, when, she, when she come downstairs, she looked at us, y'all got some groceries, boy? Now, Mama, we got jumped. Well, you better get back up there and whoever jumped in, you better make sure you get that money back because this is all we had. And then she turned around and said, by the way, uh, boy, y'all better not come back unless y'all had that money. And she said, by your head, let me pray for you. She popped, popped on the head and told her, you better go back there and find them boys that took that money and you better get them groceries. So we looking all down and depressed and looking at each other like, oh, man, we get back home, we're going to get a beating because there ain't no food in the book. Those guys that beat us up and took our $20. 
but she prayed for us and told us, you know, have faith and, and you'll get it back. So we got to walking, looking all down, going back with our head down, looking up the ground, hungry, starving. By the time we got halfway up to the store, it was a $20 blowing in the wind. It was a $20 blowing in the wind. And I, and I told my brother, I said, hey, man, there's $20 this right here. He said, what? I said, yeah. I said, let's go back and tell mom we beat them dudes up and we got that $20. And we went on back home. When we got the groceries, came back, and we popped, ate popsicles all day long, and we would never forget that miracle. But that, so I can relate to what Don's saying. The miracles really exist, but, you know, it's a way beyond a powerful existence, you know. It's something dealing between the ultimate and God and your spirit and, and your soul. You know, you, you can't buy this, you know what I'm saying? Like they say, faith is an evidence of things, hope for that thing is not seen when we come down to miracles. Now. So, Don, I actually can relate to that. And I hope that others out here can relate to the same issue. Well, you know what I'm saying, right, Mia? Amen. You know what I'm saying, Don, though. Okay, well, so others should be able to relate to this because this is no joke. Everybody go through something in life, but don't let the don't let the money and the and the prestige and the pops and the hanging out in bars and driving big cars, you know, put you on top of the world, you know. And don't follow the money trail. The only trail you need to follow is the Almighty, and this trail is bigger than all trails, and doors will be open. Don't get me confused or don't get it twisted. Okay, folks. Okay. Well, I like to, I'm just letting them talk. It's a break, actually. It's nice to have people in the studio just, you know, that's just sharing and going and going. So, listen, again, um, you listen to the Douglas County Family and Friends Network. Anybody have a question or comment, just press one of the phone lines. We'll come to you as soon as possible. Meantime, I'm going to be watching the phone lines to see if anybody do do have a question. And um, we're going to go ahead and play our little game here. So I'm going to play another clip, another movie clip. And I want y'all to, this time we're going to start with uh, Maya and see if she know who the heck this is or what movie this is. Uh, we call this segment, family, Name That Flick. This is a new segment, and I think it's funny. I really do. So anyway, check this out. We'll be right back. Good morning. That baby's speaking to you. Say good morning. Mm. Oh. I'm sorry. Natural reaction. I'm here to jump over the table on you. You ain't got time to eat that. Don't even open that bus will be here any minute. You should have been down here earlier to eat. You're going to have to take it to school with you. I don't want to go to school. You ain't got no choice. And why you don't want to go? I want to ride the bus. Why? Look, girl, you better answer me. Kids be mean to me. They say all kind of stuff about me. And what you say to them? Nothing. Honey, folk gonna talk about you till the day you die. There ain't nothing you can do. Let folks talk, honey. People talk about me. Yeah, because, you know, they used to call a wild load. Wild load. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> That's what they used to say when she, be, when she be coming. Beep, beep. Honey, listen to me. It ain't what people call you. It's what you answer to. Do you hear me? You remember that. Come on. Where are you going? To the bus. Come on. I'll be right back, y'all. Sit there and eat. Way to deal with a bullet is to confront them face to face. You understand? Hold on, bus driver. I need to talk to some of these children on the bus. 
they might be saying this about the Quran or they might be saying this and that about the Bible, quoting scriptures, but they don't have a relationship. Them people are dangerous, 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 dangerous. Bill, well, I got my share of questions, and I haven't really let Morris or Maya answer, ask any questions. So I thought I would do something a little different. I'm going to give the mic up to Morris and let him ask as many questions as he wants. Well, I will just say one or two questions to Don, and then I'm going to let Maya take the take the lead in uh, after that and ask any questions she have to to her father so maybe something uh Maya that Don never knew or oh he a question he didn't know you actually want to ask him so see if you can shock him with something okay but anyway here goes Mars what's up big Don Hey, just great, just great, Don. Hey, like I said, he got the he got 900 pounds of pressure. He's fast as a silver bullet. He's fast as a locomotive train, and he has the power of a thousand men. But what I want to ask, Big D, is where you get that strength from? Well, Morris, you know, family. First of all, I want everybody to know that that Morris got a whole lot of way of describing me. Like I say, we're like brothers. We cousins, but we're like brothers. But I get my strength, I honestly get my strength from my faith because my dad is deceased. And I taught a lot of him. He lived to be about 86 years old. But my dad made me want to be better than him. So my strength came from my desire to be better than my dad. And every time I'm weak and my body ain't acting right, then I go to prayer and I can feel the inspiration of God's spirit that lifts me up. Well, yeah, that's all I was trying to say, because when you broke that big old pole yesterday, I just didn't see how you did it, man. <laughs> Family Morris and I was working, doing a job. You know, we do handyman work, air conditioning, any type of family uh, restoration. And this young man always going to find some reason to high side. Now we're going to switch gears. We're going to get away from the, the strictly religious background. Because for those of you that don't understand that we are regular people. We may be believers, but we are regular people. And Morris will high side. That's right. We're from the other side of the tracks. We've been bamboozled, hook wing, bushwhacks. We've been lost in our acts, facts on facts, but we're still rolling on them tracks. Hey, I want to ask my father a question that I've never asked him before. I'm curious. If you had to do it all over again, would you get married? I'll repeat the question. If you had to do it all over again, would you get married again? To be honest with you, I don't know. Because marriage is a lot of work. Marriage is a lot of work. But it's nothing as wonderful as the married life. If you got a great spouse and you have a great family, it's nothing like it. But marriage is work. So I can't honestly answer that. Swing low. Sweet Jerry, coming to carry me on. Oh my God, are we going back to the Negro spirituals? Oh my goodness. 
around and we just having fun. Listen, yes, man, I would get married again because if I wasn't married, I wouldn't have the lovely children that I have. But I want to tell the family something. Earlier, um, uh, my cousin Seth asked me to tell a little bit about myself. Well, I like to say that I've mentored children for years. I worked in education for about eight years in special education. I dealt with kids with disadvantages, uh, emotionally disturbed kids, and I assisted quite a bit with the uh, raising of uh, a particular set of foster children who I'm very close to and their mothers. So I just want people to know that I'm an avid lover of children. I have another question for you, Father. This is a hypothetical question. If you could have a superhero power, which power would you have? Swing low. Mia, I would like to be able to fly like a bird up in the sky, walk through walls, and see into people's minds, because I think if I had that kind of power, I could help them a lot better. I would never want to be able to read minds. You can go crazy. What's like in somebody's mind is for their minds only. Swing low. You know what, Miss Mill? If I had the ability to just touch people and make them get better and say a word and their life changed, I would be fulfilling my destiny as a servant of mankind. You really got philosophical with us on that one. I don't even have a response for that. I'm kind of like mind blown right now. I say, I say, boy, I say that boy, that that was a good one. I say that boy, that was a good one. Well, you know, uh, my fall cam brother over here, you know, we got gifts that sometimes they don't hit the surface till we just activate them. All of us got gifts, and we're all a connected family. We're all from the same bloodline, and uh. Like Seth is into broadcasting, and he's put this show together so that we, all of the extended nation who is a part of the Booker Kennedy family, can learn each other's personalities. And we got love for everybody. One last question. If you could be an animal in the kingdom, which animal would you be? No, I wouldn't want to be that. But what I would like to be, probably, is a lion. Because I think a lion got some strength. I think you've seen the Lion King one too many times. That Morris Wayne, he has character. He has such a diverse personality. I think we're going to have us a TV show after a while. Hey, family, for all the brothers... I want to say this to you. We need to get out, and we shifting gears a little bit. I know this is not a part of our our planned uh, dialogue, but I want all of the brothers to get out and vote, vote, use the power that we have struggled for, and vote, vote for the right candidate, not the candidate that ain't gonna do us no good. Vote for the right candidate, whatever your persuasion is as far as your political uh, position, let the facts speak for itself. 
exercise the right to vote because our nation is in a crisis and we can't go backwards. But if we put ourselves together, all of our families, and teach our children what our forefathers struggled for, we can get out there and keep change coming in these United States. Once again, early voting. There are, the polls are open October 24th through November the 4th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Make sure you have identification cards. And if you're in line, you'll still be able to vote and also have a voter registration card just as a backup. That's right. Through the mountaintops, down through the rivers, across the ocean, uh, through the valleys, the wild terrain. If you can't get there, you might find a camel. If not, get up out, get on out there and take care and get your votes in. Because guess what? You can win. And, folks, we just sitting up just micing it in the raw. Y'all hearing Morris in the raw? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and everybody else. So listen, we go. I'm gonna let them have the mic. I'm just gonna sit back and just enjoy them. I'm I'm having a ball, having a blast here. So Don, I got something I wanna say. Something. Uh, I got one more question, Don, but I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna let them do their things, and then I'll give this question last. I really didn't want to say too much about politics, but listen. I know each one of us got social media, we've been got cable, we've been watching TV, and I know that if you all have been watching the debates, I think you can make an honest opinion as for what is, who is the best candidate to rule our nation. We've had so many people attack our current president, who, have, who we can say is not perfect, but who has been a good president for these United States. That's my personal opinion. If we got a better candidate, we need to get that person in office. So I'm not going to say tell you who to vote for. I'm going to tell you to pray about it. But get your children out. Use your God-given, hard-earned, slave-bought right to vote so that we can keep this nation going forward. Because let's face the fact, especially family, 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 family. We are, we have always been up under siege from the negative aspects of our nation. We got to continue to stand on top. We are educated. We are not stupid. We are informed. Let's get out there and handle it. Mia, what do you think about that? Action. Expect no results. Get out there. Get out there. Get out there. So what we're just simply saying is that early voting, I'm not trying to endorse no one candidate. Well, I'm going to tell you who I'm going to vote for. I'm going to vote for the candidate that's got the best interest of the United States at hand. Get out of here. And vote. It takes less than two seconds, five minutes tops. It's not that hard to do. Try a rib sandwich on the way, a Coca-Cola, and a banana. Get that, John. All right? All right. Family, <laughs> we're having fun. Don't think we're silly. We love each other. We're looking at our diverse family. I'm looking at my brothers on the Internet, Eric Lowe, Breck Lowe, Seaman Vincent Lowe, my sister, Carlos and I'm looking at my, my youngest son, who I call Marty Mart, 
His name is Martin Taylor Shaw. I'm looking at uh, Matthew Shaw and Marcus. And I'm looking at Seth, too, in his younger days, so he got this real uh, salty-looking gray beard. But I'm here to tell you, our families, Douglas and Candy, we are so powerful. Now, hold on, hold on, FYI. He's looking at the slideshow, folks, that's on the blog talk site. Go check it out. You are invited every week to come, tune in, call in. If you don't call in, how are we going to know you're listening? Your hands get up. Sometimes I don't be here every week. But when I'm blessed, I'm going to be here. And uh, my infamous brother in love, Mr. Check us out. Check us out daily next week. We always got something going on rolling out in the midst of it all. Do you know out here, if we don't get together, if we don't come and realize who we are, we can't have no fun, y'all. We, it, it just ain't going down like that. But uh, I guess we can do this if you get with this. And uh, let's have some fun in our studio on the radio. Okay, Father, I have another question for you. Everyone has a bucket list out there. Everything. Everyone has a bucket list out there. Would you rather bungee jump? Would you rather... Would you rather bungee jump, would you rather go snorkeling, or would you rather do a firewalk? Which one would you do? Me and no good and well. I'm scared of heights. <laughs> and if I get up there and bungee jump, I'd have to have something in my system to take away the fear. Snorkeling, I think, would be very interesting. And out of the three, what's another choice, man? Firewalking. Now, I ain't finna get burned, so I think I'd go ahead and do the bungee jump one time if I knew that that bungee would hold me and wouldn't break. Go ahead. Don't even try that, man. Okay, folks. Anyway, I hope y'all enjoying my family. We're just sitting there chilling. Raw in the raw. Listen, uh, I just had to get the phone quick because it's almost 10 o'clock. And remember, if you listen to the show and you clicked on the link, you need to call the the one nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Please do it quickly, as you will be disconnected again. We just sitting there, chilling in the raw, just having a blast talking to Don. I do have one more question for Don, but before I do that, I'm gonna take a quick little break, folks. We'll be right back. Everybody, get on up.
Okay, folks, we're back. Again, you listen to the Douglas County Family Friends Network. I'm Seth, here with my brother and cousins, Donald Jr. and his daughter, Mia. And I've probably been mispronouncing her name all night, but she forgive me. She forgive me. Well, folks, we're down to the very last question for Don. And uh, we're going to ask him that. We're going to get out here early tonight. Believe it or not, we're going to get out here early. So I'm sure some of y'all appreciate that. But Don, Cousin Don, I have one last question. After that, I'm going to allow Morris or me, if they want to ask another, their last question, their last question. And then we will wrap up this show. But before I do, I want to remind everybody, remember, next week is not a family show. It's going to be a secular show. Okay, if for the topic, for the topic, keep your eyes on the Ed and Isabel page, okay? It's going to be nice, so I'm going to tell you out there right now. You can't miss next week's show. We're going to have some guests in the house. We're going to be talking about some serious issues. But I'll go first with the, my final question. Donald Jr., with the family listening to all states again, in Kansas, they'll be listening. Florida, they'll be listening. California's listening tonight. There'll be more Californians listening. Texas, Arkansas, Missouri, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Alaska, and Oklahoma. And before y'all leave tonight, I want to show y'all the actual count so y'all will know how many people actually listen. See, I haven't had a chance to have anybody over, but I'm going to show y'all how many people actually listen to the show. You, Blog Talk got it lined up to where you can see who listened on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and I'm going to show you. It's really average. It's like 300. So, again, it's not so many t- tonight is to count. It's tomorrow, and especially Fridays. Don, what is your message to family in all of those states? My message to the family in each state, Douglas Kennedy and the uh, Ed, to all family, I want us to love each other unconditionally, no matter what our background may be, our social status, no matter what our political views may be, or our educational level. We have so many very influential people in our family with so many gifts that they can share towards each other that we don't have time to put nobody down. Just love each other for who they are. Let us support this blog, support Brother Seth. He works real hard. When he finishes this broadcast, he'll actually be going to work all night. So therefore, I'm saying it's not because he told me to, so that you'll understand that it's a lot of work that's being put into this. I have uh, people and different people in different places who are very influential. We've lost great people in our family. Some of us have hurts because we've lost loved ones. Let's remember those who have lost loved ones. Let's remember those who feel like they are less than what they are, those who are incarcerated. Let's remember those. I'm, just because someone preaches don't mean I'm not a humanitarian. That doesn't mean anything just because I'm a man of God. What's important is I'm a person that loves people in general. And there's a lot more to me than just what I could say over this particular short two-hour broadcast. Yes, I have an email. It's dshaw at meltaworld.com. I have another one, which is revrap54 at gmail.com. And I want you to know that I write poetry, I sing, 
And I love ministry. That's just my passion because I love God and I love people. But if I or any member of our family here in Texas can be of any service to any member anywhere else in the United States, contact us because that's what we're here for. It's not always monetary. One word can change the life of someone that's going down. We got young people who are hopeless, and they need adults who are great mentors, adults who are willing to share something positive. We have people in politics that know the political arena that can share the uninformed. So let us not look down on each other. Let's be real and keep it real. Love you. I love you from the depth of my heart. I'm not always on the air, but I will come as often as I can. Have a great night. Okay. Well, there you had it from our guest, Mr. Donald Shaw. And I'm going to let Mia and Mars have their final words. We're going to wrap up this show, folks. Y'all heard from Don. And uh, actually what I'll do is that was what Don messages. Well, we'll go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead with Tamia. Here we go. I want to say farewell to the family. This has been a great evening, and I've enjoyed fellowshipping with my cousin and my dad and, and giving some wonderful information and knowledge. I also want to say please go out there and vote. You do have a choice, and take it one day at a time. Goodbye. Yes, I'm just glad to say good night, everybody, uh, with my cousin and my brother here. You know, be positive, think positive. Get up tomorrow with a big smile. It's going to take you miles and miles through your journey. And by the way, continue your joy. Joy comes in the morning. <laughs> okay, folks. Anyway, that was a wrap. That's a wrap. I think it's probably our shortest show, folks. I think, I think, I think. So anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I just want to thank you all for tuning in again next week. Don't forget next week we're going to be, it won't be a family show. It will it will not be for kids, no kids. This is to be for a mature audience only. No telling what we're going to say. The public will be invited sometime to use profanity, something come on the phone and just say crazy words. Sometimes it's racist. Come on there and say the N-word and just hang up. So no telling what can happen next week. Tune in, tune in, tune in. I promise you it will be a uh, very informative show, not just entertaining. We really aim to inform on that particular show, all right? So, good night. Love every single one of y'all, and ain't nothing you can do about it. And uh, check out this song. You know, I always put a lot into the first and last song. This should bless you. Check this out, folks. This message is for somebody out there. I don't know who.
Hang in there and prepare yourself for your blessing. It's your time now. 